All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We, as always, we like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. He gives us so many chances and so many of us take it for granted, but I'm hoping and praying that we all take heed and do whatever God is calling us to do. For those of you who are new, welcome to join the midst of the storm. We like to have weekly live stream Bible studies. This is week 41 of that where we like to take deep dive into the Bible and bring out scriptures and actually understand what the true meaning of these scriptures are. Because a lot of people may actually read the Bible, but just because you read it doesn't mean you have an actual understanding of what it's actually saying. So that is our job to just bring that out. Go a lot of places where your church or your pastor may not want to go for various reasons and to just help people see the true will of God. And for those of you who've been with us for a while, welcome back. We surely appreciate everyone who tunes in to us or listens to our podcast week in, week out. We greatly appreciate it. So as the title says, tonight we'll be talking about taking up our crosses and following Jesus. I know a lot of us know this saying and have read this. And a lot of us believe we are actually following Jesus. But are we truly, do we truly love Jesus the way that we proclaim Many of us wear the crosses, have it on our license plate, have Philippians 4.13 tattooed on us. <laughs> but are we actually doing what Jesus says? Are we actually following him? So that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move too far, we always like to start by saying a prayer. If you are at a moment where you can bow your head with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to study your word, to grow closer to you, Lord. We thank you for how you've kept us over the week, how you've blessed us to make it back to this point again. Lord, we thank you for how you've just given us life, given us air to breathe, the sunlight, so many things, Lord, we often may take for granted, but we thank you for it. Lord, we're praying for all the people being tormented, afflicted, um, going through trials and tribulations. So many people are going through hidden uh, troubles. And we're praying for those people right now in the darkest time of some people's lives, Lord, that you would show your light, that you would show all of us that there is joy in the midst of the storm. So, Lord, we're praying for these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already mentioned, we'll be talking about taking up our crosses. Um, and I was sitting there thinking about what we would talk about, and it kind of just came to my mind, um, the cross. Um, and so as I began to read, I kind of came across some scriptures that I felt God was leading me to talk about. And so we'll go to Luke, the ninth chapter, and we'll look at verse 23. All right, Luke 9 and 23. And he said to them all, if any man come, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And he said unto them, now this is a very powerful scripture. And he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, I know I was talking to someone and, um, and I've talked to many people that say similar things like this. Some people have an issue with the Bible because they say there are things in there I just personally do not agree with. And what that says to me is that we have not denied ourselves. See, 
I've also read the Bible and there's things that personally I may have enjoyed. I may have loved to do. But when I read the scripture, God said, Tony, don't do that anymore. He said, you must deny yourself. You must follow me now. You must give up what you were doing so that now you can follow me. And so when we see this in scripture, Jesus tells us plainly, you have to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself. You have to die daily. That's all taking up the cross is. It represents death. The cross represents the death of Jesus Christ. And he now tells us that we have to take up our cross. We now have to, to die to certain desires, certain things that we want that God just doesn't want for us. And it's always going to be things that we want. It's always going to be things that we want that he says, I don't want that for you. I have something better for you. So he says, take up your cross daily. Paul said another place. He said, I die daily. Same talk. <laughs> it's the same talk. Paul said, I die daily because there are things that our body craves that God just doesn't want us to partake in. So Jesus said, if any man will come after me, if anybody will be his disciple, if anybody will follow him, we have to die daily. We have to give up some things. So people say, you don't have to do a single thing. I find otherwise in the Bible. Jesus said it over and over. There are things that we must do. There are things that we have to do. And one of them is taking up our cross. All right. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. He's still talking about the same thing. There are things that we just want to do. We say, this is my life. I'm, somebody told me, say, I'm just going to live the way I want to. You're going to save your life, but you're going to lose it. You're going to continue living the same life that you already lived before you heard of Christ. But you're going to lose out on eternal life. So, is the wager worth it? Is it worth doing what you want, living your best life, but losing eternal life? Is it worth it? Or is it better to take up your cross to die to some of the things that you want? Because looking from the outside in, we don't recognize how joyous and peaceful and how pleasant God wants to make our life. And so if we gave up certain things, it would be. There's some struggles we would no longer have. But we don't recognize that looking from the outside in. So he says, whoever will save his life. Those are those people that will say, I'm not giving up this. No, this is what I love. No matter what God says, no matter what anyone says, this is what I'm going to do. He said, you're going to lose your life. You're going to lose it. He's talking about eternal life now. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, he's going to save it. The same shall save it. He's talking about dying daily to desires. He's talking about denying yourself, denying things that you want because God told you otherwise. All right. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? He said, what? <laughs> What 
what gain is that? If you get every single thing you wanted, but then you truly, in the end, lose yourself. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's We're and, not, the, and of the holy angels. We're going to move over to the book of John because he tells us a similar thing in the book of John, chapter 12. And verse 24, he, he's still talking about dying to our desires so that we can fulfill God's desires. Uh, David told the uh, Lord, he said, creating me a new heart. And that's what God wants to do. Give us new desires. Give us a new heart. And he said, renewing me a right spirit. But that's only if we allow God to do it. All right. John 12 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now, Jesus here is going to explain something to us. He says, if you put a seed in the ground, you do nothing but kill it. You allow that seed to die. And once it dies, because you cover it up, that's what we do with dead things. We put it in the ground, cover it up. And then once you allow that seed to die, now it's going to bring forth fruit. We know that. We've seen that so many years now. We've seen how people plant things and they produce life. But it first had to die so that it could produce life. So he says, if it dies, it's going to bring forth fruit. It's going to produce something. So we are no different. If we choose to die, God can use us. We'll bring forth fruit if you choose to die. If you choose to deny yourself, take up your cross. But that's your decision. It's your decision to decide. Because you can be one of the people that say, no, I'm going to keep doing the things the way I want to do. Oh, yeah, I'm going to call on the name of Jesus to take away my approach, as the book of Isaiah tells us. But everything he says do, I'm not going to do it. There's certain things I just refuse to do. That's because you have not yet taken up your cross. Because even when Jesus was headed to Calvary, to die, we saw a man named Simon take the cross from Jesus and carried it part of the way, representing how we have to do. That's the reason Jesus told us to take up our cross, because there were things that we must do. I know somebody has deceived you and told you there's you don't have to do anything. I know somebody has. But if you accept what the book actually says, you'll know that there are things you must do. Jesus said, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must, you got to do it. You have to do it. You have to be born again. And in order to be born again, you must die first. You have to be planted into the ground. So he said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it bring forth much fruit. Jesus said in another place, you'll know a tree by the fruit that it bears. He 
And God can look at your life and tell if you're saved because you will bring forth fruit unto righteousness. You will show signs of salvation. Why? Because you're going to be a, you're going to be a changed man. You're going to be a changed woman. You're going to be a new creature. We'll, we'll get to those verses. But in the Old Testament, Samuel told Saul before he was king, he said, the spirit of the Lord is going to come up on you and you will be changed into another man. He's going to be the same person, the same Saul, but he's going to be a completely different Saul. That's what happens when you truly come into Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Because you, the old you has died. See, right now, people look at Tony. They say, the old Tony, that person's died. And now, I don't even recognize this person. Who is this person? He does not live the same way that he used to live. That's because I've chosen to take up my cross and follow Christ. And so, he's expecting all his disciples. Not because I'm somebody special, somebody different. We all have to do this. I'm not the first person to do this. I'm not going to be the last either. So he says, you must take up your cross if you want to be his disciple. If any man will come after him, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You must do it. So if we choose to die, God can use us. But as long as we're that same old stubborn, hard headed person, as long as we're still that person, God can't use us. I, I talk to so many people and, and you can see the reluctancy to give God what he wants. Because a lot of times we know exactly what God wants. We know exactly some things that we're doing and God's not pleased with. We know it. Sometimes people don't know. Sometimes we're ignorant to certain things. We all are to some things. But there are things we know God desires and we still say, no, nah, no, nah, so-and-so does it. Uh, this person does it. What about that? God's not. He said, no. Look, save yourself. You must worry about you. You can't be looking around at everybody else worrying about what they do. This is your salvation at stake. So he said, if you want to be his disciple, if you want to follow him, you have to take up your cross, which is nothing but death. He said, you have to deny yourself daily. And Paul said it. He said it best. He said, I die daily because I've chosen to follow after Christ. I picked up my cross. I'm walking towards Calvary Hill, not to physically die, but to die to my desires, just as Christ died for our sins. Even in one place, it told us Christ came to save us from sin. But we say, <laughs> I don't have to give them up. But he said he was coming to save you from sin so that you would give it up. I know this is a message that people, <laughs> people won't be doing a whole lot of amen into. This is a message that will get me in trouble, but I already understand it. I already understand because Jesus got in trouble for these messages. That's the reason they killed him. He got in trouble for these messages. Peter, all of the apostles, they got in trouble for these messages. The true message of God. Even if you look at John the Baptist, he got in trouble for this. He went talking against the king with this message and told him, look, God wants you to give up 
adultery. God wants you to stop having an affair with another man's wife, your own brother's wife. God wants you to do that. That's not right in God's eyes. The king said, man, who does he think he is? Off with his head. These are the true messages of God, though. This is what we need to hear. <laughs> As somebody said, Aaron <laughs> says, those are the sermons we need to hear. This is what we need. And Lazenthia says, I'm late, but I'm here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome, everyone. So, we're talking about taking up our crosses because if we truly want to follow God and receive the reward in the end, it must be done. And it's a glorious thing. God hasn't told us to do some impossible things. It may seem that way sometimes, but he's told us to do things that he's going to give us the power and ability to do. There are people that they said, man, I just can't do that. Well, you may not have the power of God dwelling in you. And if you do have it in you, you're not allowing him to live through you. So he says here, let's read verse uh, 24 again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now, we know, we know when we plant something, we put it in the ground. Jesus said that represents death. You put, in, you put it in the ground, bury it, have a funeral over it. <laughs> and you're hoping that whatever it was you planted, it would bring forth life. But it only will bring forth life after you've buried it, after, you've, after you, you have killed it. So it's the same way with us. If we die, Jesus said, deny ourselves, take up our cross daily. If we die to certain desires, certain things that God no longer wants us to partake in, if we die, we can live. We can bring forth fruit. We can do the things that God said, us, said we could do. We would now see the miracles take place in our lives. We would now see the power of God in its fullness in our lives, only if we choose to die. All right. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in, the, in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. He that Now, this is the same thing. He that loveth his life shall lose it. If we choose, people say, I just don't believe I have to do that. Even though God says we do, they say, I just don't have to do that. He said, no, you don't. You can continue to live your same life, but you're going to lose it. You won't inherit eternal life. But on the contrary, he said, he that hateth his life, once he goes to the scripture, once he goes to find out how God is not pleased, once any of us goes to find out how God is not pleased with the life that we were currently living, that we used to live or currently do live, then we say, God, I want to do what you said. I want to change myself to fit what you want me to be. I want you to shape and mold me. I want you to create in me a new heart. I want to become <laughs> born again. So he says, if you find, if you do that, if you hate the way you used to live or the way you currently live, You'll save your life. 
you'll gain eternal life. But that's only if you choose to die. As he mentioned in the previous verse, if you die, you can bring forth fruit. But if you don't want to die, he said, <laughs> you can do that also. You got an option. It's always an option. You always have two options. All right. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. He said, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. We have to take up our cross and follow him, he said. We have to deny ourselves. We have to. That's the only way we'll be saved. If we choose to do this, let's actually move over to Romans 6 because we were talking about planning. And Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 6 also. Jesus talked about putting a seed into the ground, allowing it to die to bring forth fruit. All right, in Romans 6 um, and verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. If we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we got to die too. I know these are some things. <laughs> Jesus said some hard things. Uh, some things that were hard to be understand, understood a lot of times. He told his disciples in one place, he said, look, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. He said, you got no part of me. People say, man, this is a hard thing. He's saying, what, what is he even talking about? So the Bible says a lot of people left him that day and did not follow him. A lot of people left him that day. So when hearing messages like this, they said, man, that's a hard thing. I, I just don't, I don't want to hear that. I'm not listening to them folks no more. <laughs> but. These are the words to eternal life. He, he turned around and looked at his 12. He said, will you leave me also? Peter said, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We don't have anywhere else to go. This is what we need to hear. As somebody already said. So. Paul says, if we are planted, if you choose to die in him. You'll be raised in the newness of life. He told us that in the uh, verse above this one. We, we didn't get it. But he said, if you die, you'll be raised in the newness of life. All right. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Taking up the cross. Our old man was killed with Christ. We took up our cross. We marched up Calvary Hill also. And choose to die with Christ. We chose to die to some of our old ways. To all of our old ways that God was not pleased with. We chose to die with him. Our old man. The person we used to be. Again, Samuel told Saul. He said, when the spirit of the Lord come upon you. You'll be turned into another man. You're going to become somebody new. Somebody that your friends don't recognize anymore. He said, who is this guy? <laughs> what man, what happened to you? You didn't let them people change you, huh? You let them know God changed me. God worked on my heart. He showed me that the person that I was, I was evil to my core. 
I was full of hatred, full of anger, full of jealousy, full of lust, full of so many desires that God, he didn't want me to be that way. And it took him to show me. And so we have a cry, as David did, to say, God created me a clean heart. I want to be renewed. I want to be changed. So Paul says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. All right. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. <laughs> it always comes back to sin. Our old person, full of sin. But if we choose to be planted just like that seed, if we choose to die to our old sinful ways, if we choose to, God can raise us in the newness of light. He can give us a rebirth. We will become a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. We're going to get that verse. Um, let's get 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Now, it's all over this book that we should die to our old person, to the person we used to be. Sometimes we may call it growth, maturity, whatever you want to call it. We have to do that. But it has to be God's way, alright? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is how we know. If you have been planted in Christ, if you have been planted in Christ, old things are passed away. And we say when something passes away, somebody passed away, we say they died. Old things, your old desires, they have died. They have died. And now God is putting you a new heart. The same way he did with Saul. The same way he said when the spirit of the Lord. And that's what's important. Having the spirit of God. Once you have the spirit of God. Now you can fulfill his word. You can fulfill his will. So if we choose to die. If we choose to take up our cross and follow him, God can use us. That's what he's desiring today, to not be stubborn, to not be hard-headed, to hear his call. Because we already know. I don't have to sit here and name things. We already know. If you've been to church and even halfway listen, we already know because I did. I was the same way. I sat in there. I listened some. But I was not willing to take up my cross. I was not willing to give up the life I was living so that Christ would gain the glory. I was not willing to do what God said. I knew it was right. I knew what he wanted. But I still said, no, man, I'm doing me right now. This ain't it, chief. I'm doing me. <laughs> but God says, no, he had to humble me he had to bring me to my knees and that's what has to happen to so many of us he has to stop us in our tracks same thing happened with paul paul was doing what he wanted doing what he thought was right a lot of folks doing what they think is right today 
But God had to stop him, knock him to his knees. And then he asked God, look, what do you want me to do? I'm willing to do what you said now. What will you have me to do? And that's where God can use us. Once he knocks us to our knees, once he humbles us, once we become submissive to him, once, once we get rid of that hardened heart, if our hearts are not hardened as the people were um, back in the wilderness, if we were listening to his voice, because God is calling. So he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So you, if you want to be planted in Christ, if you say, I've accepted Christ into my heart, I have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, well, what are you waiting for to be a new creature? What are you waiting for to change your life so that you look like a Christian? Because we know people who are not Christians, people who say, I don't even believe in God. These people know what a Christian is supposed to look like. They know things you're not supposed to be doing. Because they'll tell you. They say, hold on. You're supposed to be doing that. <laughs> See, I actually was talking to somebody um, uh, the other day. And I told them about working on Sunday. I said, yeah, I have to work certain Sunday. They said, hold on. You're supposed to be doing that. They said, ain't that the Sabbath day? <laughs> See, people who... Now, they had it, they had it misconstrued. But people understand certain things that... You, they say, you're not even supposed to be doing that. But now, she had it confused because the Sabbath day is no longer. But I'm not trying to get into that. But people know, people who are not even Christians, they know certain things that a Christian is not even supposed to do. So you mean to tell me you're going to stand before a holy God in at judgment day and say, God, I just didn't know I was supposed to be doing this. I just I, I thought it was going to be okay. He's not going to accept that because he said, if you want to be in Christ, if you want to be his disciple, he said, you got to deny yourself. And that's a hard thing to do, deny ourselves, because once we love something, it's hard for us to give that up. Once you say, man, this is just this is my passion. This is what I love. It becomes hard for us to let that go. But God said, you must love me more. Jesus told us in one place, he said, look, you can't love your mother more than me, your father, your sister, your brother, whoever. No thing. You can't love that more than me. Because if you do, now this is the words of Jesus. He said, you, you can't be his disciple. You're not worthy. So, <laughs> as, uh, I think that's Alexa. Alexa, that's a hard message to digest. Jesus said a lot of hard things. I mean, if you've heard the scripture, he said, you cannot love anyone more than me. And we know there are a lot of things because we love our family. Unless you grew up in a, in a bad family where uh, somebody may have neglected you, uh, barring something like that. Typically, if you've grown up in a household where you were shown love. You love your mother and father like none other. And so things your family is going to tell you, you are more willing to listen to them than what God said.
because you say, well, this is what my mama did. This is what my father did. This is what my family believes. But God said, you got to put that aside. You have to become a new creature. You have to now listen to me because God said he is your father. He's going to take care of you like our natural family never could. So old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. We've turned into a new creature. You are a new person. People don't even recognize you anymore if you have truly accepted Christ. But today we have a Christianity where we want to be called Christians, but not actually do anything that a Christian is supposed to do. That's the that's the world that we live in. And I, like I said, I know this is a message that people do not want to hear, but I must please him that sent me. I must please God before I please people. So today, we don't want to do what God said do. We only want to be called a Christian. We only want to say, I've already confessed Jesus Christ. You didn't do nothing hard, friend. You didn't do anything but talk. I'm sitting here talking now. But God is concerned with how I live after I finish talking. That's why he said, take up your cross and follow him. He didn't say, take up your cross and talk about him. We have to actually do his will. In one place, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, do what I said if you love me. If you claim to love me. If you claim I'm in your heart. He said, do what I said. So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Let's go back to where we started, Melvin. Uh, Luke chapter 9. And we were at verse 20. 23. Yeah. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. We have to deny ourselves daily. We have to die daily. Because... We'll, we'll continue until the end of time. See and want to do things God is not pleased with. We have to deny ourselves daily. This is a part of being transformed. Being created in the image of Christ. We have to be transformed, alright? For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For whosoever will save his life, these are the people that do not want to deny themselves. They say, I'm doing fine already. I'm doing just fine the way I am. He said, those people, they're going to lose it. They will not gain eternal life. They're going to lose their life. And the second life is eternal life. Because they didn't want to give up their natural life. Alright. For what is a man advantaged if he gained the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Paul talked about being a castaway. He said, look, I don't want to be a castaway. People think you can't lose your salvation, but that, that's not my message. But he said, what advantage if you get everything you wanted? Everything in this world that you had a desire for. It wasn't God's desire. But people, we have equated everything that we want 
and said that's what God wants. But who can know the mind of God? Save the spirit of God. Who can know the mind of God? But by God himself. So everything people want, we say this is what God wants for me. You want five, ten wives, you say God wants me to have five or ten wives. Everybody says God wants them to have everything they want. That's, that cannot be true. God want me to be happy. Yes, he does. He's going to tell you how to be happy, too. God's a dictator. He tells you what you need to do to be happy because he knows more than what we know. He knows way more than what we know. So we have to deny ourselves. We have to die daily to our uh, selfish desires. All right. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in the fathers and of the holy angels. We're ashamed of this because we, we don't even believe these things. We don't believe that we have to deny ourselves anything because every single thing we want, we have to get it. Every single thing. People see another person's wife. A man sees another person's wife. He feels he got to go get it. Even uh, just today, uh, a guy I was talking to, um, he was saying how here in the United States, we're free. He said, man, if somebody looks at my wife and they want her and she likes them, ain't nothing I can do about it. And yes, he's right to a degree, but you better not look at somebody else's wife, in which he did turn scenario. He said, if I look at their wife and I want her and she like me, ain't nothing they can do. But... There is something because God told you not to do that in the first place. So, yes, you may feel you're free in America. But if you want to claim Christianity, God said, look, don't commit adultery. Don't take somebody else's wife. Paul said, let every man have his own wife. You get your own wife. So we have to deny ourselves. Sure, you may think somebody else's wife looks nice, but that's as far as that needs to go. So we have to learn to deny ourselves, deny things that we want, deny our lust. So that's the only way that we can truly be the people that God's calling us to be. Because that would be a, a glorious world if, um, if I mistakenly leave my door unlocked. And my keys are still in my car. That'd be a glorious thing for somebody to walk past my car and see my car. And they may want it. They say, man, it's a free car right here. And they chose to deny themselves and say, man, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this to someone. That would be a glorious world we lived in. Uh, if we chose to deny ourselves these things that we want. People steal from each other all the time. They're not denying themselves. We see some, we say, I'm going to take it. I want it. But God said, look, don't steal from people. Don't treat people that way. That's not the Christian lifestyle. So we're full of, a, we're surrounded by a world where we're not choosing to deny ourselves. We're not choosing to take up our cross. And in the end, we become a castaway. 
So these are words of eternal life. This is a message of salvation to give God what he's desiring so that we can become a new creature in Christ, that we will be planted and we will bring forth fruit, that we will die, that our old man, he passed away. He died, the old Tony, he died. Now you're speaking to a whole new person. So yeah, I may have indulged in some foolish things in my past life, but now I'm a new creature. Now I've been born again. Now I'm, I'm dying daily. I'm giving in to what God wants daily. And I'm thankful about it. I'm happy to do it. Whereas the old me, <laughs> you think, man, ain't no way I want to do some of those things. But now, when God can work on you, you find yourself happy to do what God wants. You find it joyful. You find it pleasing, appealing. So, I won't talk <laughs> too much longer. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover um, and it's so much more we can we can uh, discuss, but ultimately it just comes down to taking up your cross. If you want to die with Christ, as Paul said, because we say we're Christians, but do you want to give up certain things that you know God wants you to eat? Not that Tony wants you to give up. You know God told you to give some things up. We know in our hearts certain things are not right. But are we willing to give them up? Are you willing to take up your cross and follow Christ? So I appreciate you guys for tuning in um, tonight um, just to hear things that God is trying, God has put on my heart. He's trying to reach out to his people. So I'm hoping that these things will encourage you to move closer to God, to give in to what God wants, to give in to what God desires for us to do. Um, because all too often people say, yeah, I just, it's just things I just, I just don't agree with. But we have to agree with what God says. It's not about Tony, what Tony agrees with. I recognize, man, I have to agree with God because he's greater than me. He's much greater than me. So I'll leave it at that. That's, that's all I have to say. So like I said, I appreciate you, and I'll turn it back over to Melvin. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Um, good, good message as always, but I don't have much. But I remember I was um, talking to somebody a while ago about turning their life turning their life around and actually following Jesus and actually doing what he said do and they said what you're telling me is I feel like I'm going to be in a black box isolated from everybody not being able to do anything that they're doing and just boring and miserable <laughs> and you know that's what it may seem like because God is, is wanting to bring us to a place that we're not familiar with. And when we go there, we're wanting, we want to go back to what we're familiar with. Because we get comfortable with sin. We get comfortable with doing things that God didn't say do. So, 
But that's when it comes to the point of denying ourselves. See, we like to do a lot of things that God says that we shouldn't do. But we have to take heed to what he's saying. And of course, it's going to be hard. But that's when we have to get his spirit. That's why the verse says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. As I've said before on here many times, we're not willing because we don't have the spirit of God dwelling in us. We're still taken over by our flesh. And our flesh wants to do that, which is ungodly, because our flesh is not going to be in hell burning for eternity. But our spirit will be. So that's why we have to take heed to that and actually do what he's saying do. Uh, if anybody has any questions, definitely ask them. Um, we appreciate Lizanthia, Alexa, yeah, Alexa, Aaron, for the comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. And that's all I really have. So if there not if there isn't anything else, we appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. And we upload audio versions of this on every major podcast platform shortly after we go off. If you want to listen to that, you won't have to be on Facebook. You can listen to it any anywhere at any time. And if you're listening to this on podcast and have not heard about our Facebook page, we go live every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time with a new topic. And we sometimes we may go over stuff that we've covered before. We've done that before because that's what it takes. God has to definitely tell us stuff multiple times, multiple, multiple times in order for us to actually pay attention to what he's saying. He's trying to get our attentions and a lot of us are completely oblivious to it. So we just pray that everyone actually takes up their cross actually read the Bible, see, get an actual understanding without that getting, get an understanding, get an understanding of what it's actually saying. Because a lot of us read, you know, just to say that we read it. I, I remember Tony was talking about a while, or somebody said that they read the whole Bible. I'm pretty sure you didn't get a whole understanding of what it was, <laughs> or what it was saying. Because if you did, you wouldn't be living the way that you're living. And when, and again, I'll say when it comes to following God, people will look at what they have to lose rather than what they have to gain. I mean, it this doesn't matter if I get everything I want physically here on this earth, all the money in the world, famous, all the cars, a large mansion. What is that going to be worth if I die and go to hell? If I live 70, 80, 90, or even a million years physically on earth, that's still not going to amount. It's not going to be a snap of the finger. It's not going to be a blink of the eye compared to eternity. So my question is, is it worth it? Is that trade-off worth it? To be in pain and be in agony for eternity. Oh, but you got to be famous here on earth. You got to do whatever you want. To a certain extent. It's not. And I don't say these things to scare people. Not as a scare tactic. But this is just the plain truth. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Most people would end up in hell. And a lot of people don't know that. I know we know the saying. Highway to hell. Why do you think they say that? Because <laughs> most people going to be on it. That's why it's only a staircase to heaven. <laughs> 
But I'm gonna leave it right there. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we hope to see you guys next week at the same time, and we'll have a new message for you guys and take another turn on the wheel and take another deep dive into the Bible. Until then, have a blessed and safe weekend. Stay warm, and we'll see you guys next time. So thank you for listening.